Welcome to the Girl Power Alliance podcast, where you're going to meet and hear from some inspiring women with incredible stories who are leading in business and in faith. We are on a mission to impact the world by empowering women to dream bigger through kingdom-minded mentoring and leadership. This is where women grow. Welcome back, ladies, to the Girl Power Alliance podcast. It's your host, Molly Trotter Gomez. Really excited for our guests today. We have Tiffany Phillips that is joining us, and she is a CPA, but she is not a typical accountant, just focusing only on accounting and taxes. And she understands there's a big difference in simply just preparing a tax return for compliance and then proactively reducing you know, your client's liability when it comes to taxes. But Tiffany specializes in helping her business owner clients reduce their income tax liability by $97,000 on average by utilizing proven audit-proof tax reduction strategies. Wow, we'll definitely dive into that. Uh, And her goal is to to optimize your taxes and help you legally keep more of your money rather than sending it off to Uncle Sam, which again, who doesn't want that? So Tiffany, thank you so much for joining us. We're so happy to have you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I would love to dive in and love to hear and just kick it off a little bit of your story. Like what landed you into wanting to do something like that? A lot of the women always like to know like how you get that start. So for a long time, even as a kid, I always knew I wanted to have a business. I always had little side gigs as a child, uh, which kind of sounds crazy, but from everything from mowing yards to making jewelry. And uh, as I grew up and went to college and got out of college, that bag was definitely there. I grew up in an entrepreneur household. And so I always was looking for something, but never really landed on what I wanted to do. Well, fast forward to my mid-30s and was just really at a point where I was over corporate (laughs) and decided that I would try to do something in line with what I've been doing for all these years post-college. So, you know, shocker, doing something that you're naturally good at. And um, I kind of started with, it really wasn't a CPA firm at that point, but I was doing some financial stuff. Um, It wasn't working out very well. And I think we're probably going to get into this a little bit more later because it's very much one of the major uh, God moments in my life where I knew that I was going out into being an entrepreneur. I knew that's what he called me to do, but that first round of that was a total failure, (laughs) complete failure, which left me going, "Uh, were you sure, God, that's really what you wanted me to do? Because now I'm in a ton of debt and I have no idea what I'm doing next. Like, what are we doing here? Well, that led me into actually uh, starting a firm and doing tax accounting and that sort of thing. And uh, fast forward a little bit of time, my own father was struggling with the tax bill and how he was gonna be able to pay his taxes. And I had just come back from a mastermind event where uh, a fellow uh, CPA was saying, hey, like we've been helping our clients save taxes. And I went, well, what are you doing? Well, it was enough information to start me. And I helped my dad first, and then I started helping clients, and then, you know, new clients, and that's really kind of how it went. The ball just started rolling. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that is, I mean, especially when you're looking around, you're like, okay, I'm good at this, and you're looking at people struggling with it, and you're like, I want to do something about it. I mean, chances are, for the women that are listening, they're like, you know what? I have some of that stuff in my life. So if you're thinking of that, hurry up, go write it down. Like, don't lose it. Pause this and then come back to it. So I love that you mentioned that. So 
I would love to ask like how your faith really led you into that. Cause you mentioned that you're like, all right, God, you know, first time around, this was a failure. Is this really for me? Like, I would love to really dive into that piece right there. Yeah. So, I mean, when we kind of look at scripture, there are plenty of examples where God anointed someone to be something in the king or in some sort of uh, story, right? Some setting or for David or a number of other Bible characters. Um, but they actually weren't appointed for a while. And there was a lot of maybe growing and pruning and maturing and things that had to happen in order to get them to that point. So when I look back over the years of me looking for something, you know, whether I was on websites going, is this franchise going to work for me? Or should I do this? Or should I buy this business? And nothing really ever adding up. I really feel like I needed to go through those years of growing and um, just, you know, getting the experience and doing a lot of things before it was really time for me to go out on my own. Well, when that actually happened, the timing was all wrong when it comes to what the world says, right? They say, well, you know, you should have um, a lot of in your savings account. You know, you should have um, all these things like work on your business at night and on the weekends and then keep your day job so that you can like build it up. None of that happened for me. That None of that was how God actually had me do it, um, which is kind of funny because it's really great advice. Like it's not bad advice that people say that. It just wasn't what God wanted for me. For me, what happened was literally I was setting up a day job, which I had already hired an employee uh, for that business because they were going to sell for me, right? Like that mistake, you know, it started someone to sell. Well, if you aren't selling yourself, it's number one bad, bad move. <laughs> Yes. You get that one for free. Don't do that. Uh, but anyway, that was what I thought I would do. I would hire that person. I would continue working full time so that I had this, uh, you know, full time, you know, salary coming in. Um, and I'm sitting there at my job, you know, and it just, I don't even really know how to describe it, but I was in a group text with some girlfriends and they checked in with me. Hey, how are things going? Like, how is the business going? Because I, I had literally just started it. <clears throat> And through that conversation, it just became very, very obvious to me that my next move was to go all in and that it wasn't like, oh, you've got a few months. It was like God was saying, I want you to trust me. And I want you, first of all, let me just pause that. I was a single mom at the time. I had no other income. I didn't have another paycheck coming in. I had some child support coming in. Like literally that was it. So I had no other safety net except for God. And so it actually thinking about it, <clears throat> it kind of was emotional because there was a lot of faith that I had to have to do that. It wasn't easy at all. <laughs> there were so many days where I'm going, I don't think I can do this. I, there's just no way. But my faith grew tremendously because literally all I had was him. And I think he needed to get me to that point so that I would uh, really rely on him and quit relying on how awesome Tiffany is, <laughs> which is really what, you know, we tend to, we tend to do, right? Yes, that was so real. And I love that you went there. Thank you for being vulnerable because- gosh, there are so many women that are listening to this that can likely relate to that. And that is just, you get to that point, you're like, all right, God, you know, I'm here. I, I, I surrender it all at your feet. Like, what do you have for me? And we get so caught up, especially women being in that, 
you know, comparison and like, okay, well, the world says this and so-and-so is doing that and, and God's like, focus on me, put the blinders yeah. on, focus on me, see where I'm at. I know it's not going to make sense. And I love that you obviously brought in scripture to it. Clearly it's like, you know, he appointed people. He said, I'm going to prune you for this. I'm going to grow you for this. Just like, you know, like David, like David and Goliath, you know, they were like, how is this going to work? But little, if people really dive into scripture, he was fighting off bears and lions and he had all this time with God. It's like, you know, the impossible is going to happen to the human eye because they don't see what happens behind closed doors. And I love that you went there because it's, that is going to set people free hearing that because we put so much expectation on ourselves. And so, gosh, that is, um, and then look at you now and where you've come from. So any other thoughts that have come to mind just on, on that note right there? No, I think you're right. I think it's really easy to get caught up in all the I shoulds. This is what I should be doing. This is what someone says says I should be doing. And I think way too many, way too many times, I think if we really just stop and ask God what he wants, what he wants is often very different from what other people will say that we should be doing. And so I think it's really important to be careful. Um who we're listening to, who we're prioritizing, because um, people are well-meaning. You know, they're not they're not trying to give you this seemingly good advice to hurt you. But it's very. If I had not done that, then there are so many things that I would not have gone through that really were pretty incredible and amazing. And um, being an entrepreneur has. It has developed my faith in ways that I had no idea that it would. And I know that God has me in the season as, of an entrepreneur because he wanted me to grow. And, and, and ultimately, when we grow and we go through hard things, we glorify him. So if we aren't doing those things and he doesn't get glory, ultimately, that's what he wants. Yes. Ooh, that's so good. I have so many ways I want to like go in, go in on that. I'll first start <laughs> is inside of the Girl Power Alliance membership. And a lot of women that are listening are in there because they want to grow personally and professionally and have a Christ-centered platform. We talk about that big time as faith is your best business strategy. I mean, as an entrepreneur, sometimes, like you said, it's all you have to cling on to. And so yeah. one of the only reasons God will bring you into entrepreneurship and really starting in something that may be scary with no quote unquote safety net, aside from him being a safety net, right? Is to grow your faith, then it's so worth it because he always says, you know, in everything, count it all as joy, no matter what's going on. Search for the hope, know that it's not going to last forever. And just he wants you to be in his presence. So I would love yeah. for you to even dive in on that as far as, you know, kind of developing that faith strategy, if you will, because that really does grow you as an entrepreneur. Yeah. So, um, you know, in the beginning, when you're just starting out, right, like so many days, you just kind of look around and you're like, well, I know I've got things I'm supposed to do today, but I don't know what they are. And uh, so I had more time on my hands than I was used to, which um, did allow me to be in the word more. Another thing that I find so interesting as I look over the past six years of being an entrepreneur is that uh, when I've gone through really hard times, uh, whether it was just, I don't have enough sales or just life happening. Um, I've been able to go, you know what, whatever I have today, um, it can be paused. And I, so many times I just go sit in the living room and I'm like, even if it's another 20 or 30 minutes, I want to connect with God because he is going to be able to show me because he's 
I mean, he's the creator of the universe. If he doesn't know what's going on, then I sure don't, you know, <laughs> thank God he does. Um, but being able to just go, okay, I'm going to pause and focus on him. And I don't always do it right. I mean, I don't get it twisted. I'm not like an expert at this, but even uh, as recent as this morning, I stopped and I had some extra time in my schedule. And my, I don't, I'm not rushing off to a corporate job. I'm not grinding it out. I don't have to do all these things and I can pause and stop and take time that I need to be in the word, to do things that make me healthier. Um, and so it's just that, that has been a big one. It's been key because I know what life was like before I started my business and it definitely didn't have capacity for God. It just didn't. Uh, and a lot of it was, I didn't make that choice, um, to, to have him in my life, but it was also much more difficult rushing off. I'm in, I'm in the Houston Metroplex. So rushing off to commute at least an hour every day, one way, uh, rushing the kids to and from daycare, just doing all the things that we as moms have to do. And, um, and, and I hope I'm answering your question <laughs> the way that you wanted me to, but it's just, I feel like, um, it has given me the capacity to prioritize what he wants me to do. And that's him first. There've been times when, you know, first started the business, a single mom, um, my son, I now have two children, but my son emotionally needed me. So there were days where I stopped everything so that I could give him my all and support him emotionally because he needed that. Um, so it's just, it, it really has been the vehicle that God has given me to keep priorities in life. Well, there's two things I want to, I want to say is number one, you're like, Oh, I'm not perfect. I may not be doing it right. I think it, it is perfect in the sense that you're choosing to spend that time. And we all like work up this thing in our mind, like, Oh, this is how prayer has to be. This is how the devotions have to be. This is how the study has to be. But you're choosing to take that time to spend it in his presence. I think that's perfect in and of itself. And I love the fact that you brought up choice because God has put that on my heart so deeply these days where people are like, oh, I don't have time to do this or I don't want to do that or I don't want to let go of this grudge or I don't want to. And it's like, you're making that choice. He gave us freedom of choice. So how you get to view things or the things you get to do, it is your choice. Not saying it's going to be easy. You know, you know, being able to take those moments, knowing that you probably have a laundry list, quite literally, of things to do. And you're just like, Lord, I want to be in your presence. But being in his presence is going to reveal those promises that we're all after. A lot of people are hustling for the money or hustling for the freedom. It's like God's asking us to like give him time and just be able to spend and build that relationship together. So I love that you said that because there's there's moments, whether it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes, maybe you have an hour do you want to go turn on Netflix or go turn on something on YouTube or whatever your vice is or whatever it is you want to do, read a, a novel, or do you want to spend time in his word or in a devotion and really dig in? Yeah. So I love that you're painting that picture because I would, you know, outsider looking in, assuming, right, quote unquote, somebody that in, that's in the accountant and tax world, I'm like, I don't know if you'd have a free moment, but you're choosing to have those moments. Right. Well, and uh, he's so good also that um, he, he, you know, he's given me a lot of moments and he's given me, like, I have a wonderful team that supports me uh, in incredible ways. And I think it's, it's often easier just to be busy and to go and do a bunch of stuff. And then you kind of look at it and go, I didn't really need to do any of those things. And I, it's, it's a, it's an area I struggle with 
uh, I like being busy and I think a lot of us do where it's like, well, just kind of keep, keep everything going. And if I don't have anything on the list, I can create something. Right. And, um, it, it's hard in, in the world we live in. It's hard to not do those things. Especially when you have, you know, news and social media and all these people trying to clamor for your attention for things that really are quite literally out of your control. And I like to view busy as literally a curse word. I'm like, that to me is a curse word. When somebody says I'm busy and I'm like, describe busy, you know, like what does busy mean to you? You know what I mean? Like, what does that actually look like? If you're just hustling from one thing to the next, like, you know, everybody can make that happen, make that a reality. But I love that you said that because it's like, when you choose to be in his presence, he will create that time. And I'm finding that as well. I have that too. I'm like, wow, like technically outside looking in, I'm in one of the busiest seasons of my life, but I've been spending more time with God than ever before because he sees my heart wow. after him. He'll create yeah. that. So don't stress so much about how much time, just give him what you have and he'll create more because, and I'd love to hear your perspective on this. Like when you get I dive into the word, you're never fully satiated. You just want more and you're, you're hungry, you're hungry. So I'd love to hear your, your thoughts on that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, I go through seasons like everyone does where um, my youngest just turned two. And so obviously after she was born, you know, that was not only the beginning of tax season that year, but that was also COVID and all sorts of other stuff that happened. It just kind of went crazy. And so that was a period where I wasn't in the word as much. I mean, there's ebbs and flows, right? But Whenever I've been in that, that's part of the cycle where I'm not in the word as much as I know I need to be. Um, I know what it does for me on every level. And so I know that I need to be doing that because it will improve every part of my life. And so when I've been in that season where I'm not doing it as much as I need to, I, I pray that he strengthen that desire because he's there. He, he didn't go anywhere. He hasn't stopped wanting to spend time with me I stopped spending time with him and so it's not a matter of him being far away it's because I pulled away and I need him to grow that desire in me and so when I really am into a good, a good rhythm you're right it's like man I just want to do more I want to learn more because there's so many really cool things I mean I was saved as a as a child um, so I've not always walked close with the Lord. There were many years in there I didn't. Um, and it was, you know, probably until I was in my mid thirties that I went, this isn't, this is not working. Life is not working at all. I've got to, I've got to do something different. And that's really when I fell in the Lord and he just really redeemed me in beautiful ways. And, um, and my life is totally different now because of all of that. Um, but when I found myself in those places, it, it is interesting that um, he, number one, he doesn't go anywhere, but number two, he really will fulfill that desire and increase it. And, you know, you, you learn different things. I mean, like I said, I, I've been in the word much of my life. I, you know, was very much in the Bible, um, believing, preaching, uh, educating type of you know, church growing up. And so I, I, I've been in the word in a deep way, but there's so much of it that I don't, I don't know. And so you find that there's always something different. You read it in a different way or you're in a particular season that the last time you read it, you weren't in that season. You go, oh my gosh, I had no idea. Or it's just like refreshing all the promises that, you know, he seeks us out and that he's never going to let us go. He's, I mean, it's just it, it just is so comforting. 
Love that. Oh my gosh, this is so good. It's so good. And as we're sitting here, I'm like, I got, I get the Holy Spirit reminds me, hey, don't forget to talk about how she saves her clients money, that $97,000. People are going to want to hear that. And I'm like, <laughs> that would be a poor form as the host of this podcast to forget that being like, we're just going to leave that carrot off the show. So this has been so good. Obviously, I know a lot of people are going to love this, but let's bring back the business aspect into it. Obviously, Tiffany, amazing person, such an amazing story. So raw, so vulnerable. Absolutely love it. Now, for the, when we shift it back into taxes, I know it's kind of like, a, er, let's like back up here. But again, don't want to leave you hanging. Reverse. Yes, reverse. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about, about how you've been able over all these years, been able to, to save your, your clients so much money. Because obviously people love that. Paying Uncle Sam is yeah. never a fun thing. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things I realized whenever I kind of started going down this journey was that um, most CPAs really are about just checking the box and preparing your return. And that it's very different when you're actually trying to be proactive to save taxes than just kind of reactively preparing your return. Preparing your return is important. Obviously, we have to do it. We have to send that into the IRS. It's required. But to save taxes requires a totally different thought process. And it's not done during preparing, you know, while you're getting a tax return prepared. So number one, get that out because a lot of people think, well, my CPA is doing this, you know, when they do my return. And I would dare say that's not the case. It's not, I'm not going to say it never happens, but I would say it very, very rarely is going to happen that way. Um, The conversations that take place that kind of indicate that you actually are saving money, really, you'll know. And if your CPA is saying, hey, like, there's some ways that we can save you money. Um, here's what I'm guessing. Like, I think we can save you $12,000 or whatever. And these are the, these are the different, different strategies that we're going to use to do that. It's going to be very obvious and clear that you're saving money or you're not. And really, it's been about educating myself on how that, how that works and what that looks like. Because this kind of stuff takes time, which is why a lot of CPAs don't do it. Um, they're so busy preparing returns and doing accounting and um, helping helping people with their books and things like that, that there's just no extra time to go in and understand the strategies. Because these strategies, while some of them really aren't altogether difficult per se, you have to understand them and you have to understand how to implement them and you have to understand which, which situations it actually works in, which ones it doesn't, if it doesn't work for this client, what can work for that client. And so it's a lot. Um, and so really it's a matter of just really educating myself and figuring out those strategies. And I figured out, um, there's a lot of them that work for just about everybody. And then there's others that are very niche specific, whether it's real estate or manufacturing or, you know, other industries, right. And, um, really being an expert and, uh, and understanding the law, cause let's just face it. Like when you're talking about laws, they're not the easiest to understand. Yeah. Wow. That's so good. I love it. And it's like, at the end of the day, what I love of how this just flowed is, you know, you just saw and heard, I should say, whether you're watching on, on YouTube or if you're, you're listening to this, you just heard and you saw the, the integrity that comes out of like her journey and where she's been. And I think out of anything, when it comes to handling money, especially taxes, things like that, you want somebody of integrity, somebody you can trust, somebody who's going to yeah, go the extra mile. Yes, it is a little extra work, but if it's going to save you in the long run, like people will be your fan for life. <laughs> They're like, thank you so much. And I could just tell by just 
who you are and the spirit of what you have is just you you do things in excellence. And obviously you have God as your foundation. And who doesn't, again, want to save a little bit of money when it comes to taxes? So as we're wrapping this up, Tiffany, this has been so, so good. I would love for you to share any final thoughts and then the best way for people to get a hold of you. Yeah, absolutely. So um just to kind of a lot of a lot of people ask, well, how do I know? if you can actually save me money. So I'll touch on that really quick. Um, I would say if you are in business and you are profitable, you're overpaying. I mean, it really is that simple. It sounds very like, you know, like I'm just kind of say, trying to generalize or make it work for everyone. It really is that simple. Um, it's a matter of how much you're overpaying. And Typically what we do, um, and just so that everyone knows if they're interested in having a conversation with me or someone on my team, essentially what we do is we go through and we have a discovery call and it's free. There's no obligation. Uh, literally we go through and we understand your business, what you have going on, uh, how much money you're making, like what type of business it is, if it's set up as an LLC or if you're an escort or all these things, right? Like we try to get a baseline for your situation. And then we go through and we'll tell you, here's how we do it. And we'll kind of explain, like, these are the different categories. These are the buckets we look at to see if you've overpaid. And then we give an estimate. And it's a conservative estimate so that you can understand, like, if I decide to go this route, this is at least how much I'm going to save. Now, I will say we've never not been able to get that number. So it is conservative. So you can go into it knowing if we tell you we can save you 10000 100000 or 200000 that it is going to be kind of a baseline for you. Um, and then at that point, we decide if we're going to work together or not. And um, we have turned people away. We have said, hey, we don't think you're a good fit. Um, maybe they've just gotten started or they're really not profitable yet. Or it just doesn't make sense for our fee um, because you're, you're not going to save enough for, for it to compensate you know, us. Uh, so we'll tell you that if you aren't a good fit. So we have a booking link on our website. And so anyone that is interested can go to the website and book on our calendar. Beautiful. Yeah, I love that. I love the honesty too. Cause at the end of the day, like I love that you ended with that question because of course people are going to be asking that, well, what if, you know, like, and so I love that you just, here it is. And so there's no harm, no foul jumping on that discovery call. Um, yeah. Tiffany, thank you so much. There's just been so much fruit inside of this interview. And it's always amazing to be other, to meet other Christ-centered women that are just kingdom-minded, wanting to serve, and you're serving and you're gifting, and you're helping people just make life a little bit easier and understand things that to most are probably really complicated. But you're like, you know what? This is my lane. This is my purpose. And I want to I want to serve you in that capacity. So thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Very much appreciate it. You got it. All right, ladies, we will see you next time. Bye, everyone. I loved that podcast. That was so powerful to be able to listen to both Tiffany and Molly talk about something that nobody really likes to talk about, taxes. (laughs) And what a beautiful and graceful way she did it. Did you know that our event is coming up like it's around the corner, April 7th through the 9th in Dallas, Texas. Head over to activatewomen.live so that you can get your ticket you need to be at this event. (laughs) You know you need to be there. And we still have some vendor booths available. Head over to activatewomen.live to grab your ticket and join us live and in person for two and a half days of just absolutely kingdom shaking, growth, fellowship, and learning. We can't wait to see you there.